Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Giants. Bob Papa with two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. And uh, the first wave of free agency is in the books. And Carl, the Giants were actively aggressive, but I don't feel like they were reckless by any stretch of the imagination in, in how they were able to get this all done. Bob, I think they did a really good job of being methodical and focused on what they want wanted. Uh, but I do believe the two biggest um, acquisitions in free agency were Mike Kafka and Wink Martindale. <laughs> um, it's some of the moves that you're able, you know, when you can keep some players and you don't have to uh, reconfigure your coaching staff coming off of a um, moderately successful season, but you're starting to build some synergy. You have gives yourself a better chance when you bring new players in. So I thought the two bigger of the acquisitions were the retention of the, the two coordinators. Now, um, as it relates to players, Okurake is a upgrade that I think all Giants fans are going to really um, be pleased with because what they've had at linebacker has not been acceptable. It has not been at a level that would help this defense win games. Darren I agree. Waller. Um, Darren Waller. Top tight end in football. Question is, can they get him healthy and keep him healthy? Well, let's go to let's go to a Karakate first. You know, there were some linebackers that I'm sure they were interested in that <clears throat> jumped off the free agent board quickly. And I like the fact that the Giants didn't overspend in that regard. Because remember. They have some deals coming up down the road that they got to get done. And I think they were planning and making sure that they had some salary cap flexibility. So then sure. Bobby Okereke becomes an option. So he signs a four-year, $40 million contract, $22 million guaranteed. So there was a little bit more cost certainty in there of something that's not going to, you know, bust your cap open in the next year or two. <clears throat> they retained Jared Davis, who they liked. I think that they're going to, I think they'll probably, you know, in the draft and, and even with some mid-range pickups here, the second market of free agency, they'll probably be able to grab some other players. But uh, Okereke is kind of just what the doctor ordered um, for the interior of this defense. Uh, and you couple that with uh, Raheem Nunez-Roches, who's been a very good player in the league and is a durable player. And it gives the Giants depth. I mean, let's face it, when... Dexter Lawrence or Leonard Williams was out of the game last year. It became just uh, a clear path to a 20 yard run, coupling that with a the lot of those. linebackers. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those 20 yard runs, but here's the situation. The defense gets better because now when Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams are not in the game, you don't have to rely on, you know, players like jelly 
to hold the fort and make sure that the linebackers are completely free and you're going to hope that they're where they're supposed to be. So uh, Okereke is a high-volume tackler, instinctive, knows how to find the football, not a lot of wasted motion, understands route concepts. So um, I would venture to say that he is a more athletic and probably more physical guy than um, Blake Martinez. When he was here, Blake was the last linebacker who could actually find the football, right? Okereke is more high, he's as high volume of a tackler as Martinez, but he's a bit more physical, a bit more athletic, right? Can run a bit more. So they'll be able to use him in pass coverage. Um, that helps. But like when you go through this defense, there's still some areas. But when you are a team that gives up multiple games of nearly 300 yards rushing, um, it's just unacceptable. And I think um, it was a disservice to uh, the good players, uh, that the few good players that you had, but also to the schematics of the defense. You know, you just, you got to have players that you can count on. Um, so I think that is a major upgrade. Uh, I think Darian Beavers will be a guy that will be able to help them. Um, oh, by the way, that quarterback guy that they had, uh, they re-signed him too. Right. That was, a, that was a key component to all of this. And I would suspect that there'll be some veteran Deep interior defensive lineman and maybe even a linebacker that'll still be on the street next week mm -hmm. or the week after. Cause as you get ever so close to the draft, the free agent market cools off a little bit and they'll be able to bring somebody in on a, a couple guys in on a one-year deal. Plus you do have the sure. draft and they have a lot of draft picks uh, yeah. that they can use as well. Let's not forget that this is not the Giants roster by any stretch of the imagination. It's so in its totality. And you brought up Beavers, who was a player that they were very excited about, who showed in camp some pretty good things and then unfortunately got hurt. So yeah. it, hopefully, you know, you get out of him what you thought you were getting, you're going to get out of him as a draft pick. And then you add one more in the draft. And now suddenly an area of weakness might become an area of strength for this team. They definitely have to address the cornerback situation. Yep. Uh, you know, some of the guys that were, you know, out on the street were, were, or trades that happen. Uh, and then some of the other guys were, were pretty big ticket items that the giants, I don't think we're going to go in that direction as far as salary cap usage is concerned. So it's not like they haven't completed this and then they got to figure out the safety situation as far as, you know, uh, getting guys signed. Obviously Julian love is visiting some other teams. Mm -hmm. I know that they've said that they wanted to keep them. We'll see what happens with that, but they've got to upgrade the safety position as well for this team. Yeah. So the, if you take the, the cornerback position, right? Well, let me just spend one more second on linebacker position. Um, what we're going to see in training camp is competition. They didn't have competition for the best players um, this past season or seasons prior to that either. Um, cornerback position, you've got to upgrade it. You've got to create more depth. Um, we had some cool stories, uh, last year, but right now, and, and, and fans, let me just say this across the board. Um, 
when you want to put a contender and build a championship team, you cannot fall in love with great stories. You cannot fall in love with average. And Giants fans for so many years have looked at great stories and you root it. And I root for these guys, but they're, you know, as a coach, as a general manager, you know, there's a ceiling to some of these players and you sure. try to get as much out of them as possible. It's a great story. And as fans, you look at it, you fall in love with a guy, but you can't fall in love with average and expect to be a competitive football team. You've got to always look to upgrade positions, even, even with guys that you like. You got to look to upgrade. Uh, if not, you're going to be stuck in mediocrity because you're just going to love these stories and you're going to continue to get frustrated with players who just can't do any better than what you've seen. Go to the Waller acquisition, um, you know, call it wedding gate or whatever, um, <clears throat> with what transpired and he winds up coming to the Giants. Third round pick, it's what they got from Kansas City uh, in the Kadarius Tony trade. The guy is a mismatch issue for teams. Um, you know, he's when he was healthy. So I'm going to throw that part in there. When he was healthy, mm -hmm. he was a dominant player at that position, you know, doing things that the best in the league do. Now he's missed 14 games over the last two seasons. But remember something, um, he's out of his guaranteed money. The 2023, I believe, will be the last year of guaranteed dollars due to him. And as we've seen in the past in pro sports, that tends to be a tremendous motivating factor for players yes. when there's the prospects of being out of guaranteed money and wanting a new deal that will create more guaranteed money for you down the road. You know, I would suspect that Waller is going to find and figure out every way to stay healthy and give the Giants a full season just to hope, just to, just to bet on himself that they'll rework his contract and then he'll get some more guaranteed money thrown on top for the years moving forward of the deal. So that's a, that's a big motivation for him. It certainly is. And again, that's a risk worth taking when the cupboard isn't bare at the line at the uh, tight end position so they had the development of bellinger and i think they see something there he's a contributor so are you upgrading with waller yes are you falling off of where you were last year if waller gets hurt no because bellinger was was a pretty good contributor in this offense but you are upgraded with with Darren Waller and this, you know, you'll start to see the numbers tick up rapidly uh, in this offense with a guy like uh, Waller on the field. You know, one thing that happened yesterday that made me very happy was that the Giants re-signed uh, Darius Slayton because, you know, you and I being in the building as much as we were or are, everybody loves him. Right. He's a good teammate. He works hard. He was buried. He didn't even know if he was going to be on the team. He took a pay cut last year. And, you know, he fought through everything and became a very productive player for the Giants. So, you know, you're keeping a guy that's part of your core 
mm-hmm. and he gets himself a nice deal. And uh, there's continuity. And now he becomes one of those guys that's in the locker room in year two of this system that will help the new guys understand what's going on. Yeah, a culture guy, uh, but a a guy that they believe in, a guy that they believe that's going to only get better. Uh, he's a smart kid. He's a tough kid. He's dependable in that um, he shows up. He doesn't get hurt. You know, that's the smart, tough, dependable. But there's also another element that he he knows as well as everyone out there watching. He's got to be a dependable receiver, consistently dependable. And I think, you know, uh, I don't think anyone is more aware of that than Slayton. Uh, but he's, he's mentally tough. Um, so he doesn't let, you know, drops get to him. He's fought through them. He's whatever the mountain he had to climb post the Washington Monday night game uh, a year ago. Uh, he's there. Like he, he can blank it out and go out and just continue to, uh, to work in his offense. And I think they like that about him. He's a culture guy. He's a smart guy. Um, he's got, it can count on uh, to be available from week to week. The Paris Campbell signing, you know, $4.7 million. It's a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with Campbell and Jeff Smith, you're certainly upgrading your roster as far as speed is concerned. Um, and, you know, you've added more weapons for the quarterback that between Mike Kafka and Brian Dable, when you take a look at the fact that, you know, you also have Wondell Robinson who's coming back. Yep. And, you know, Sterling Shepard is, you know, the elder statesman. He signs a, a, a basically a, a veteran minimum deal just to be back. He's but now you guy. get, well, he's a big culture guy. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you, you start looking at this and you're like, okay, it's not just Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley because Waller's going to command a lot of attention. You mentioned Bellinger, you know, clearly showed a, as a rookie that he's a keeper because he helps you in the run game and he too can get out there and catch passes. And then let's not forget. They got this kid, Lawrence cager. That's a really athletic former receiver yep. that plays tight end. That could be a third option for you. And all of a sudden you're starting to look at the pieces on the chessboard, and they've added outside speed with guys like Campbell Slayton is an excellent route runner. <clears throat> I was a little surprised that they didn't make any moves here in free agency as far as the guard position is concerned. Doesn't mean that the secondary market, there aren't any available. Uh, Some guys got paid a lot of money right out of the gate, which again, I don't think they wanted to go to any of these blockbuster deals because I think they're trying to spend wisely. And just because you have salary cap space doesn't mean you have to spend it all right now. Um, And then let's not forget they brought Brita back too which yeah, yeah. I really like Matt Breida. Yeah, they got Breida back. Well, here's the, the situation with uh, the guards. And this is this is a, a really interesting dance that uh, Joe Shane and his, his group are doing because offensive linemen are always at a premium in today's NFL. Um, but he, the free agent, there's a initial primary, secondary, tertiary, and then training camp, right? So the initial primary is what just happened. The secondary is 
getting close to the draft. The tertiary free agency market is when teams start to draft players, those other players become available, sure. right? And if they're not available right after the draft, then right around training camp, those players become available. So they're, I'm sure they're keeping an eye on who's drafting who in the offensive line area. And I, I'm sure they have a pretty good grasp on what teams need what. But um, that secondary and tertiary market doesn't mean it's going to yield a poor offensive lineman. Uh, it's just going to, it's going to, there's going to be some talent there. Uh, some teams won't be able to even afford to keep some guys for depth. And that's when you were able, you will be able to grab a guy on the secondary market. It's not, it's not related to this Giants team. But, you know, he started as a giant. How happy slash sad were you to see Nick Gates go to the commanders? I mean, I mean, when Good you think Nick. about what, correct. I mean, and that, and that's my overall feeling on all this. He gets a three-year, $16.5 million deal. The contract could max out at $18 million. And um, he gets $8 million in guaranteed money. When you think about the fact that this guy thought he may never play in the league again, sure. and then coming back and watching him on the sidelines when the team comes out for warm-ups and the stretch line and all that other stuff, and just like how into it he was, how everybody kind of rallied around him. I understand the Giants didn't want to spend that money on him. They had other areas that, they wanted to allocate their money and that that's a that's a, a rich contract for nick gates but you got to be happy for the guy 100 and he goes to the team that uh he got hurt against so it's it's um it's a beautiful thing i'm happy for nick effing gates yeah you know um not sure i can root for him uh, being in a commander's uniform, but as a person, I'll always root for him. Tough kid, loves playing football, and um, I just I wish him nothing but the best. So um, we kind of talked about some other areas that they've got to address. Um, oh, wait a minute, the running back position too. That you know, another acquisition sets a slash retention. Um. You know, he's average, you know, I mean, he's probably, you know, he's just okay. Barkley. Oh, we, didn't, we didn't even mention Saquon <laughs> yet in this show. Do you think he's annoyed right now? Um, not really. I think they'll get, they'll work towards getting something done, but here's, here's the thing that's interesting. The safety market and the running back market. Like they allow Julian Love, go see what's out there. Cause that market, they ain't paying a lot of money to safeties right, right now. Um, the running back market, what movement has there been in free agency? Has there been a big splash running back? No, all relatively modest deals. Right. So um, right now where he's tagged is pretty good deal if they can continue to work towards a longer term deal um so those were two markets and i'm sure if saquon was in the market he would get more than some of these other kids but um there's not there was not a huge 
uh, run on safeties and running backs. So I'm sure he's pissed that he couldn't go out and test the market, but, you know, selfishly, we're happy he's here, and I hope that he gets as much money as he can um, as a giant. Yeah, I mean, Miles Sanders signed a four-year deal with Carolina uh, <clears throat> for $25.4 million. So, you know, you do the math on that, and he's got $13 million in guaranteed. It's certainly not any kind of blockbuster deal by any stretch sure. of the imagination. Um, it's, a, it's a fair deal. It's a, it's a market value deal. Sure. But, uh, you know, it's four years, $25 million with $13 million guaranteed. It's not like yeah. it's not like he got $14 million a year. Right. So it is what it is. Uh, I'm happy Barkley's here. I know they're going to continue to work to keep him. Um, I don't think they are in the prove-it mode with him anymore. I think he's proven what his value is to the organization, to this offense, to this locker room. Um, and then again, they're going to continue to look to build this offense uh, economically, but upgrading talent. I think, you know, the days of falling in love with the good story, average player is just gone now. Yeah. It's um, it's, it's, it's not what they're building here. You know, yeah. the, you know, they're building something where they want to come off what they did last year and make it better mm -hmm. and, and, and be a team that, can win division games be, sure. and win, beat teams in your division and start going from there and trying to be a contender as far as winning the NFC East. And, uh, you know, Philadelphia lost a, a bunch of guys. Listen, they found a way to retain some guys too, like sure. parted ways with Slay and then brought them back. They figured yeah. out an extension. Uh, they kept Fletcher Cox. You know, they, they kept some key components. Brandon they lost Graham. some people. Yeah. Brandon Graham, yeah. but they lost two backers. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, I think that the, I think the shifting in the NFC East, depending how this all comes together, if you're a giant fan, you got to be really encouraged, but again, they do have to address that offensive line, the interior part of it. Sure. Uh, they got to address the center position. Um, and again, we don't know what they're thinking draft wise. That'll start to materialize as we get closer to when they make their picks, but, uh, there's still a lot of work to be done. But I think that if you're a giant fan this week, um, you got to be pretty encouraged. Now, one of the things that you did talk about was, uh, what, what did you call it? Project OBJ. I don't know those initials. I was like, is there's a job opening? Oh yeah. Yeah. But I, I, uh, I don't know if that's, I don't, that doesn't look like now that's going to happen. Does it doesn't look like it's not, not going to happen either. And that's true. Yeah. Because yeah, incredible that, that job opening. The audition for that job was pretty good from what I hear. Yeah. From the video I saw, no doubt about it. Um, and then there was a couple, what was it yesterday or earlier this week? There was, you know, it was down to two teams. Uh, the giants weren't one of them. Uh, the price point was way out of reach, but nothing's happened, which leads me to believe that maybe the price point that is rumored to be out there and what the reality of the situation are two different things. Well, listen, um, what normally happens with a lot of jobs is that, uh, especially this particular job, 
is that uh, there are a lot of postings and sometimes the perception is not the reality. Sometimes perception becomes the reality. Um, but as you said, the job hadn't been filled yet. So I think it's, it's, it's there for the giants to, to work through. So we'll see what happens, but um, yeah, Joe Shane, get the job done. Cause there was a, there was a job posting yesterday that showed up in my timeline that says, Hey, uh, I think you even called Joe Shane by name, call my agent. So um, there's an affinity um, for both sides. So let's see what happens. One other, one other NFC East nugget, which I don't know. I, this is the fan in me, not the professional broadcaster in me. But when I saw that Philadelphia re-signed Boston Scott to a one-year, $2 million contract, I was like, oh, my God, two more games a year of Boston Scott. Listen, man, I can just tell you this. <laughs> I, that part of it doesn't even bother me as much as the, the fact that you had linebackers who just couldn't tackle or play. Like, you have a real linebacker now. You have Okereke who knows how to find the football, they'll be a lot better versus everybody. Um, love what this team is doing. I think uh, the bar is still the Philadelphia Eagles. They're the gold standard. Let's not forget that. Um, you must compete and win in your division in order to get beyond where they went last year. Um, I feel great about it. I think they're on to... Uh, a much more improved season. Uh, not a lot of fanfare. Like you're hearing, you know, the thing that really drives me nuts, oh, one player makes you a championship team. No, you don't. Not in this oh, sport. If, if they sign this quarterback, you're, they're automatically penciled in as a, a championship. No, no. Uh, that's not how it works. Everybody shows up on Sunday. And it's, you know, um, the other big misnomer. Oh, strength of schedule. Strength of schedule is only as good as the paper it's printed on when it comes out. Because once camp starts, that strength of schedule changes dramatically. One player goes down, you're not as good of a team as you, you were penciled in on paper. All kinds of stuff like that. They got to play games, uh, Bobby. No, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, that's, I never worry about the schedule because it's not who you play. It's when you play them. Yep. Bet online remains your number one source for college basketball during the season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point. Bet online, odds, bracket contests, updated odds. It's your college basketball headquarters this season. Make sure you go to the website, use your mobile device, sign up. You receive a 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Anything else that you want to get off your chest here in this uh, free agency week? No. Uh, Y'all keep me posted. I've been really busy. <laughs> you got any but, exciting um, clothing things you want to share with us? Uh, nothing as of yet, but we're working on some fun stuff, so we'll see what happens. Um. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing. Uh, 
And I'm just encouraged by what the Giants, the moves the Giants are making, they're uh, very sober moves. They're not the splash that gets the fan base screaming, ah, we're going to the championship. This is the piece. The pieces that they retain, good coaching, uh, the quarterback position, the running back position, a key tight end, uh, culture intact. It's not a, tr a transactional culture where people come cash in and leave, right? They're building stability. And I think that's important to winning football. Um, the most consistent team in football that has won great uh, a Super Bowl last year, this year, uh, uh, this year, um, the Kansas City Chiefs, stable, right? Consistent. Um, yeah, they got a great quarterback, but they built. So they were able to plug and play when they lose players. And they've got some, some staple guys there. And I think that's where this giant team is trying to build. They don't want that transactional culture where a guy come in, get some money. Hopefully he takes you to a championship. If he doesn't, you're back where you started. And that's why I love the the, the mindset here of trying to retain your own, yep. which they did with a handful of players. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, they're trying to do it with others um, yep. to make sure that they extend guys out and keep their core players, the guys that understand the gospel of Dave's. Mm -hmm. Um, man, I think that's a very key thing. All right. I think we, uh, I think we got it covered for now. I know you got a lot of travel coming. You're going to be coming out yeah. this way next week. Yep. Uh, I'm in Newport beach right now, getting ready for the whole classic, but, uh, safe travels, my friend. And, Thank uh, you, sir, we will, uh, we'll do it again as the news. Tell a friend to, to tell a friend, friend, tell a friend to tell a friend, believe in giants. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.